What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of the Love Fix Experience, recorded live at our beautiful location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Regiment. Enjoy. All I want, all I need, all I want, all I need, all I want, all I need is you, Lord. It's you, Lord. It's you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We create space for God to be God. You know, when I was a youngster, if my kid was in school, we homeschooled our kids. But I remember when I was growing up, if a parent just wanted to come and get their kid out of school, they could because they were their parents. We can create space for God. Because sometimes God, as our Father, says, I just want to do some things for my children. Because I can. And I want to. Amen? Because we're trying to keep that space, keep that same energy. First of all, uh, I just want to thank, uh, um, thank God for the opportunity. And I particularly want to thank our pastors, Pastor Terrence, Pastor Julia. Can we give them a big hand, please? It, it means so much to have an opportunity to share the Word of God with God's people. And when you see how our pastors so sincerely care for the, for the souls that God's put under their stewardship, you know they take it very, very seriously. So whenever I have an opportunity to share the Word of God on, on this pulpit, in this place, in anything that we do, uh, it's always a privilege, and I always remember that. And I just want to thank God for them and thank God for the trust that they invest in me and all of, all of our entire community. So. Um, amen. Uh, I want to pick up where we left off last time. Last time we talked about what? Freedom now. Freedom now. The great thing about now is now is always right now. Now is never later. Now is always right now. Ain't nothing else like that. Now is always now. If you go two minutes from now, now is still now. Amen? Because now is always now. You got freedom now. And we spent a lot of time developing that. I want to pick up a little bit more as we move forward on the mindset of what that's like. And so the, so the, so the title of uh, our, our time today is Stay the Course, the Fight is Fixed. Amen. Stay the Course, the Fight is Fixed. What do you do after you have freedom now? You got to stay the course because the fight is fixed. You got to stay the course because the fight is fixed. So what does stay mean? Take a look at this very quickly. Stay means to remain, to remain in the same place, remain in the specified state or position. So when you have freedom now and you're supposed to stay the course, that means what? You should remain in your freedom. You should stay there. Don't dip out. Stay there. Stay. The course is a progression through a development or a period or a series of facts, an ordered process of succession. You know, it's all about progression sometimes, amen? You gotta stay the course because there is a progression that happens if you continue to stand. Stay the course because the fight is fixed. When you have your freedom now, staying the course means you have to be willing to stick to it. You have to be willing to stand for it. 
You have to be willing to stand in it because if you do, you will become progressively and increasingly um, uh, more at home and at ease within that freedom that God has made you free with. So what's the other part of the message? The fight is fixed. This is what a fixed fight is. A fixed fight is one in which the outcome is determined before the fight begins. A fixed fight is a fight in which the outcome is determined before the fight begins. People want to fix fights, why? Because they want sure things. If I know the outcome of a fight before it begins, and, and I'm, not, I'm not a betting person, but if someone wants to bet, they could put a wager on who was going to win and be guaranteed a return on that. A fixed fight is one in which the outcome is determined before the fight begins. And it's important to understand that. Why? Because you are in a fixed fight. The outcome is determined. You win. The outcome is determined. Your freedom is secure. The outcome is determined. Jesus determined the outcome when he stretched his hands. Not when you believed it. He didn't determine your outcome when you believed it. That's when it became determined for you. It was determined when he did it, when he said, it is finished. It was determined then that the fight is fixed and you win. Stay the course because the fight is fixed. I know it gets tough, but stay the course because the fight is fixed. I know it gets hard, but stay the course. Remain in your freedom because if you do, you will progressively and, success and successively become more anchored and more rooted in it in such a way you'll be able to have an overflow of freedom for those that are around you. Say the course, the fight is fixed. Now, I, now I want to wink at you, right? And let you know that I ought to tell you something. If the last half of the title is the fight is fixed, what does that tell you? you it means you won, exactly. But what else does it tell you? You're right on that. I like that. What else does it tell you? Fight coming. Fight coming. By telling you the fight is fixed. It's already telling you, fight coming. I know you're free. Fight coming. I'm free now. Fight coming. In church, it was wonderful. Fight's coming. A fight is coming for your freedom. Uh, Matthew 11 says this, Truly I tell you, among those born of, uh, of women... There's not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist, yet he who was least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Pause. I want to pause right there. What Jesus is saying here is this. Think about Moses, the prophet. Think about Elijah, Jeremiah, uh, Zechariah, Zephaniah. Think about all the people of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. Think, think about Abraham who was in the Old Testament. Think about David. The New Testament says David was a prophet of God. Think about all of those. And Jesus is saying, John the Baptist, is, uh, uh, there's none of them that's greater than John the Baptist. None greater than them. Think about that. But then he also says this, but the least in the kingdom is greater than them. Fight's coming, but you got to know you got enough of what it takes, even in your leastness in the kingdom, to be more overcoming in the fight than you know. He says this, and from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force. Fight's coming. You got to be ready to fight. There's a fight to freedom. 
Yes, we fight from freedom, but there's an enemy trying to fight to um, take our freedom or to get us to give up our freedom. There is a fight to freedom. And why is this important? Because sometimes we, um, sometimes we don't do people the real honor. We declare the freedom, but we don't do enough to talk about what it takes to maintain it. So they get a freedom that they think they can walk out and just when sunshines and rainbows and, and lollipops and ice creams kind of maintain it. We don't tell them, don't you understand, once you say, I am free and I'm free now, you've put a target on your back, the fight is coming. Right? And I think it's important to recognize that. Why? Because did you know when fight is coming, what you say is, not that I'm not free, you say, this is what they told me. This is how they prepared me. I'm ready. It must mean that my freedom is working if the fight is coming. It encourages your soul rather than discourages your soul. Luke 4 says this, and when the devil had ended, had ended every, uh, every complete cycle of temptation, he left Jesus and stood off until another more opportune and favorable time. G the enemy is looking for strategic opportunities to get that freedom. He's looking for opportunities to fight. He's looking for strategic times in which he can get in and gain the advantage. He's not going to come when you're strong. He's going to come when you're weak. He's not going to come in the midst of the highs because really in the presence of the Lord, the enemy has no way to operate. So he's going to come during a time when maybe you get into a question about your freedom. Maybe you get into a situation where it seems like uh, to yourself you're not free. I, there's, there's, there's a great book that talks about this kind of thing. If you had a big mess in your house, a big mess, big messy dog, dirty dog, and you took the dog out of the house, the house might still smell like what? Messy, dirty dog, right? Even though the dog wasn't there. Sometimes the smell of the residue in our minds, the memories, the words, the tapes that play, try to convince us that the dog is still there. We know we are free. We just got to get the house cleaned up now, okay? The, the, the residue, the smell, the after effect does not mean that your bondage has not been broken or those agents of your bondage have not been ejected. It just means you have to go and do the cleaning in the house to remove the residue. Your flesh and your soul will contest your freedom. Your flesh and your soul will contest your freedom. That's part of where the fight is. In a real sense, the enemy, Satan, the devil, uh, there's things that he uses, and there are tactics, we're going to talk about those a little bit, but really the real fight is with your flesh and your soul. That's really where the fight is. They're going to contest your freedom because your flesh and your soul, remember last week, spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit. When you're born again in Christ Jesus, your spirit is made new, and it's your soul and your body that has to then begin to submit to the freedom that's in your spirit. And your soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions, your thinker, your chooser, it likes what it's been doing. It likes the way it's been doing it. It doesn't want to change. It's gotten used to the rhythm, even if the rhythm is broken. It's gotten used to the rhythm of dysfunction, even if the dysfunction is deadly. The soul says, listen, I'm good at this. 
Let me be good at being bad rather than try to be better at doing something well. I'm good at this. Your soul doesn't want to change. And your flesh, sure enough, don't want to change. Your flesh wants the same thing. I want to keep it like it is. It was, we were doing pretty good. I was getting fed. What's flesh? Your unctions, your feelings. I feel like it. I just feel like it. Go get it. I feel like it. I'm going to do it. I feel like it. I feel like it. I feel like it. That's the workings of the flesh. Moving by your feelings. That's the workers of the flesh. It doesn't want to change. And it makes sense. It makes sense. Where do you think they get that from? They get that from God. Then the Bible says that God doesn't change. Everything created is created in his image. God had created us to be operating uprightly, not having to change, to be consistent in him always. But when sin came in, the insides got gunked up, and now the thing that was supposed to keep us flowing with God now begins to work against us at times from flowing with God. The soul and the flesh don't want to change. It'll fight against your freedom. So what are we really talking about? First John chapter 2 says this. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, craving for sensual gratification, that's what that is. The lust of the eyes, greedy longings of the mind, and the pride of life. Assurance in one's own resources in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but from the world. That's your, that's your soul and your flesh. That's what you're fighting. That's what part of the fight is. They're coming for your freedom. They're coming to establish themselves. They're coming to see whether you really believe that you really are free. And if you back down, they'll run your house. If you got a child that's three years old and they're having a fit and a tantrum, you back down from your authority, they will lead you around by your nose. Even though you're the adult. Facts. Had three. Raised three. Been there, done that. Okay? The idea is they're going to check, check your authority, your flesh and your soul. And you know what the devil's doing? The devil's waiting. Because the devil says, I don't have many resources because I'm limited. I'm limited in reach. I'm limited in scope. I'm limited in ability and in authority. Really, all I got is that stuff and deception. That's all I got. So he's going to wait to see. Let me see if that flesh does the job on him first. Let me see if the soul brings him down. Because if they bring him down, I don't have to get involved. Right? And if, they see, and if the enemy sees, uh-oh, the flesh ain't working. The soul ain't working. All right, we got to intervene. We got an intervention over here because what used to bring him down can't bring him down. Your flesh and your soul are coming for your freedom even more so than the enemy's coming for your freedom. What does that mean, the flesh and the soul? It means I want, I, I want what I feel. I want what I see. I want it the way I want it. Let's put that up. These are the echoes of your soul and your flesh when they're bound. Another way of thinking, out of it, thinking of it is this. What I see and what I feel, whether I think I can, I can control it or not. What I see, what I feel, whether I think I can control it or not. That determines my life, my peace, my rest, my joy, and my freedom. What I feel, what I want and whether I think I can control it or not, that's determining my life, my joy, my peace. You're free 
I don't feel free. Well, if I don't feel free, I guess I must not be free. Letting your feelings dictate your liberty. I'm free, but I can't control certain things that come my way. At least before when I was bad, I could control things. Here's an example. I'm free. Thought pops. Boom. Go back to that bondage. Uh Uh-oh. Man, that just came. I couldn't control it. If I couldn't control it, I guess I'm still bound. Because I live by what I could could control. I live by what I feel. Right? So from this point, we have to understand is this. If you're going to live by the soul and the flesh, you're going to be led by your feelings out of your freedom. You're going to be led by your flesh out of your freedom. And I'm going to tell you something that is really um, unfortunate. That whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. That means you have your freedom. Hear this now. Part of what the soul and the flesh tries to do is to put dirt on your freedom. To put so much dirt on it that you forget there's a diamond underneath the dirt. Did you hear what I just said? The diamond is still there. Your freedom is still there. <laughs> but it's those issues of the soul and the flesh that's trying to lay on top to convince you, ain't, ain't no diamond here, ain't nothing to see, keep it pushing. Ain't no value, they keep it pushing. And as soon as you forget that you got a diamond of freedom underneath that, you'll quit digging for it and fighting for it. You'll give up on it. You'll say, I wish I had a diamond like you. Or you'll say this, I, I used to have a diamond at one time. I used to, but I I, I lost mine. I guess I'll never get it back because I don't know where it went. You're going to have to stand and resist. Ephesians 6. Everyone say stand and resist. This is essential. Stand and resist. Say stand and resist. You're going to have to put some effort into it. You're going to have to put some go-go in it. You're going to have to put some push in it. It's going to take that. Freedom just, freedom just ain't free for you to walk around in. Not because you earn it. It's by God's grace that you receive it. But because enemies are coming to take it, you're going to have to stand and resist those attacks to take it from you. Ephesians 6 says this, Having done all to stand, stand therefore. God is telling us, you're going to have something coming at you. But having done all to stand, then you just stand. What else should I do? Stand. I don't feel free. Stand in your freedom anyway. There are things I seem I can't control. Stand in your freedom anyway. You're going to have to resist the, t- the feelings, the lust of the flesh, the soul, the pulls of your soul. You're going to have to resist some of those things. And the other thing I want to point out very here, quickly here is this, this first one, the belt of truth. Everyone say belt of truth. Notice the first thing after telling you to stand, it declares to you about truth. Your stand will be determined by what you believe to be true. You've got to decide what you're going to believe to be true. You've got to decide that. You've got to decide that. And, and I'm going to tell you how the enemy got tricked with that one time. Jesus was always Jesus, right? He is always Jesus, right? The Bible says this, that had the enemy knew, he would not have crucified Jesus. Jesus was walking around as Jesus. And as long as he didn't die, he couldn't multiply. 
if the enemy was smart, he'd have let Jesus live forever. Because <laughs> at that point, it would be just one of him. But once he died and rose, now Jesus multiplied, and now he lives in us, and he's multiplied now. But this is how the enemy got tricked. He saw Jesus on the cross, beaten, whipped, scourged, broken down, not even looking like a man. He said, uh-oh, I got him. That ain't Jesus anymore. That ain't Jesus anymore. The enemy believed what he saw, not the truth of who he was. The point is this. You can't be moved by what you see. You have to decide the truth. The truth is that Jesus was as victorious when he was beaten as he was when he walked the streets of Galilee. He was as holy as when he was scourged as he was when he was born out of his mother's womb. He never changed. He was the same, even though by appearance it seemed as if he was. And the enemy uh, biting on that led to his own destruction. The moral of the story is you are free. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with all that's happening at LoveQuest International Church by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And tune in next time for another powerful, powerful word. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. And don't forget, get your love fixed, man.